This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. minutes we've got planned for you on this wonderful Wednesday. What channel is this Rutgers game on? I, I This is my foray back into college basketball betting. Right. It is a Big Ten Network. What do we got? The uh, Rutgers Awake could be on a lot of things. Could be on Big Ten. Let's could be see. on ACC. Could be on like an ESPN rando channel. All right. Let's this try to find this, this game. This I don't, oh, great video. Oh, AC, ACC Network. ACC Network. Okay. Basically right, pointing your remote Rutgers, directly baby. at your camera. It's like, hey, what listen. channel is this? Yeah. I just, I love how I'm like the last person in the world with cable. Like I'm not, like, what, like the, the, the last samurai, like the last cable guy is me, Nick Costos, the last person that pays for cable in uh, the streaming age, 2023. Uh, we'll give you our bets for tonight coming up in a little bit. Uh, maybe even a little more line movement coming up for week 14 in the NFL. Our hockey bets, more college basketball from Tyler and our NBA bets as we have a huge slate for tonight. It's kind of like a bad NBA week. It's a good NBA week in the sense that we get like the in-season tournament games, but a bad week in the sense that there aren't actually like that many other games going on this week, which is no fun. But we do have a lot of games tonight. And joining us right now to talk about a lot of these games and also joining us so we don't have to talk about the fact that like this Juan Soto deal like isn't actually done yet. And like the Yankees brass are apparently on their way to the airport with no deal done yet. We don't we don't need to discuss this right right now at least. Uh joining us right now to talk some NBA on the show is our good friend you better you bet family member, the great Rick Camp. Before there was bring it up Jake, there was bring it up Rick. And now our guy Rick Camp's doing amazing work with our friends at 4 for 4 and BetSperts on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. He's also the host of the critically acclaimed podcast, I'm Fat. I'm, I'm not, but that's the name of the podcast, and it's awesome. People should check it out. And he joins us here on the show. Rick, welcome back. Nick and Ken, how's it going? It's going well, guys. How are you? Rick, we're uh, we're doing great. You'll, you'll see this later. Uh, you're probably not watching the show live right now. We have these like new guest panels that come up. It's like full screen graphics with like updated headshots of everything. Like, ever it's really funny to see like what they what they pick. I don't even mean funny in a bad way. Like, it's just funny. Like, it, it looks like professional. Like, it's like an, a, an improved version of the images. We have we have Tyler on the show, and it's him like in a flag football game from 11 years ago. Now here's like an actual updated headshot of Rick Camp. It's pretty cool. Uh, NBA in-season tournament was was pretty awesome the last couple of nights. We have a bunch of bets for you for tonight. We'll get into all of them, but just kind of your reaction to watching the four games that we saw the last two nights. Like, do you have any updated thoughts maybe with the Celtics eliminated on who you think could win the tournament, win MVP, or any expectations for the semifinals tomorrow? I have been high on the Pelicans and think like my thought process going into 
the in-season tournament was I want to hunt high upside teams, and the Pelicans are a team that's always been, if they're healthy, they have the type of upside that in this type of tournament this early in the year while other teams are either hurt or figuring themselves out could be a team that that is able to do some things and i really do think they have a chance to win like they're they're big even more big and physical than the lakers and that's what the lakers like to do that's obviously what they were able to do against the suns so i think they really do have a chance now my way to bet them was to have zion in season tournament mvp which is looking a little more iffy than the pels themselves right now so i really like what they're able to do and i I also just don't know about uh indiana necessarily moving forward and by the way i pulled up the stream and i just saw the guest thing and god i have way too much face and not enough neck in that picture (laughs) i i i'm just just my opinion i think you're a handsome guy i think that's a pretty good i think it looks really good your I beard agree. and your blazer are kind of made of the same material, it looks like. But aside from that, it's like really, your, I like it. Your beard, your beard and your blazer are made of the same material. That's what it looks like. I'd say they're the same. They're going to be around the same color, the same material. Yeah, uh, Rick, rough. what about, and like, what, we'll do uh, We'll do tonight's bet, uh, bets for tonight in a second. What about like bets for the actual games tomorrow? Like side and total. Uh, Bucks four and a half against the Pacers. Four and a half. The t- it's a really funny total. 254 and a half with the Bucks and the Pacers. And then the Pels and the Lakers in the nightcap. Lakers one and a half, 229 and a half. Like, how are you betting these games side total? And like, I don't even know if like the prop markets are up yet, but just like any players that you'll be eyeing in the prop markets, at least for our listeners and viewers to check out on Thursday. I, I would love to play the over in Pacers Bucks just for Yaha's sake, but I don't know if I can do it with that number as high as it is. I will be playing uh, Pelicans. I'll probably end up just playing Pelicans money line. Just I'm all in at this point, so I, I really believe that they can win this tournament. So I, I like the Pelicans in their game. And in terms of props, Malik Beasley has like low key kind of become more of the third offensive option than Chris Middleton. Just in terms of, it's really in the same spot. He's always in the corners, always up on that wing for on that weak side to get those kickout passes from Giannis and from Dame, he's been getting up a boatload of threes. So depending on what that's lined at, either over three and a half threes or it's been around 12, 11 and a half, 12 and a half points, I'm going to be looking at Malik Beasley overs because if there's going to be that many points, there's no chance that he's not going to be pretty well involved outside of the main participants from Milwaukee. And then in New Orleans, L.A., I don't have anything as of yet, but I'm I'm fascinated at Anthony Davis dealing with a really physical center in Jonas Valanciunas. And then while Zion doesn't rebound well, he is still a physical presence. And just the versatility of what New Orleans can do, I'm fascinated by the minutes and how that goes between Valanciunas, uh, Zion, and Trey Murphy, because it seems like those are the three that are kind of tied together in terms of where is Murphy getting his minutes from, and he's been awesome so far. So I'm not as keen on, like, Zion overs, and that's why I worry about his MVP case a little bit, because I think he's actually been losing a few minutes to Murphy. 
Yeah, and Murphy Overs, I know, have been really popular among people that I've talked to since he came back. Like, a lot of people playing, basically just playing his return, and maybe that the market doesn't have it quite right on him yet. Maybe that'll change in the game tomorrow. Uh, Rick, one of the stories of, of the play-in games yesterday, play-in games, I keep calling it that, the in-season tournament games yesterday, was uh, Austin Reeves made uh, some big shots down the stretch for the Lakers, has played very well since his move to the bench. This has created, I think, a really, really interesting six-man-of-the-year market. Maybe not to bet into right now, but just that there isn't, like, a locked-in this guy's the favorite there's no question there isn't that player this year so tim hardaway jr for the mavs who, who leads the league in scoring off the bench like among qualified players emmanuel quickly who was a finalist last year uh and reeves are basically kind of like your three co-favorites in this market and then they're kind of another a number of other low-priced guys we can talk about after that malik monk uh, bogdanovich seems wide open i know you kind of wanted to talk about six man of the year are you kind of going crazy in this market are you do you have your eye on a few players how are you approaching this with no clear favorite I don't know if it's just my bias either towards or against the guys that are that have the shorter odds here or the teams that they're on. I've been kind of trying to find some value further down the board, and I want to throw three names at you guys and just see your thoughts. Two of them I've brought up to Ken before. Kelly Oubre coming back tonight in the new role off the bench. He really didn't start many games for Philly, so and the 65-game rule does not matter for six-man, so that's also something to keep in mind. Uh, so he's around 30 to one. You can find that at now Trey Murphy can't really miss any more games to be in any sort of contention for this. He's missed 20. So maybe that rules him out. But he, I think of the players that are listed for the award, he might just straight up be the best player. And he's at 40 to one. And one that I found today that may be just two out there, but it's listed at, you can find 130 to one. I think I've seen up to 250 at some spots. Since his role's been solidified, a player who's averaging 32 minutes, averaging 15.6 points, four and a half boards, and three and a half assists on a team that is the favorite to win their division right now, sounds like someone that should at least be in contention. That's Jaime Jaquez. So I think if nothing else, his number's wrong. And this could just be a, well, look at some of the CLV that I get. But I think he's at least a name to kind of keep an eye on if the heat surge a little bit, Orlando comes back to earth, and Miami's still favored to win their division. So if they're going to be in the top six, is that good enough if his numbers continue to, in theory, improve as his uh, rookie season goes, and he puts up those numbers while actually playing a little bit of defense? If nothing else, I think that number's wrong right now. I'll just I'll add, good. and then I'll, let, I'll give Ken the floor here to talk about all, of, all those candidates, his thoughts on them. I'll, slightly aroused by what you just said about Jaime <laughs> right. Just Just want to say that. Just want yeah. to say that. Absolutely. Uh, of the players you mentioned, I would prefer Hakez the most by far of the players you mentioned, just because like I, I think there's a reasonable case he could all, like all you care about right is points per game off the bench. Like this is how quickly he lost to Brogdon last year is that he scored a lot, but it was when he started, and so people prefer Brogdon because points off the bench. And like Hardaway is the leader right now, so you got to beat him. Who who can put together a case that can either like rival or you know maybe surpass Tim Hardaway Jr. if the Mavs are bad or be in that range? Yeah, like maybe it's Trey Murphy. Just it's I don't think it has to be yet on betting him. Hawkes is like I agree with you, and for people who don't know, like there is one place I think that had like two hundred fifty to one still. Like they they had him listed and they like hadn't noticed that they even had him listed. And so yeah, that price is crazy. A lot of books don't have him listed yet. Uh, I agree with you. It's wide open. Maybe I'll talk about it again, like kind of at a later date. I. I have a ton of Tim Hardaway Jr. from the start of the year, and I would just like this to hold, but could get crazy. Uh, Hardaway would be my 
my most likely winner right now, but love the look on Hakez, Rick. Actually think that's like a very creative way to play the market. And uh, for people who are curious, because Hakez is a rookie, uh, Ben Gordon won sixth man of the year uh, as a rookie previously. So there is some history for that. Rookies have gotten votes for this award previously. Benedict Matherin got a, a bunch of love for this award last year. I don't think he ended up being a finalist, but was talked about. He's not like uh, ineligible or whatever. Uh, we ended up, because I answered your question, hopefully okay. There's only like three minutes left, Rick, two and a half, three minutes. And I know you have a bunch of bets for tonight. So if you want to just kind of roll through them here a little bit, you have some runway. Like this doesn't have to be super fast, but in like two minutes, what do you like tonight? My one that's just the most fun bet, I think, is Victor Wembanyama over two and a half blocks against Minnesota. And it, this is purely just thinking how much he said he respects Rudy Gobert and what he was able to do in their first matchup. Like on its surface, you're like, Okay, him against Minnesota doesn't seem great, but he was able to put up 29 in that game and had four blocks. So San Antonio, for the little things they actually can do, they don't allow a ton of three-point attempts from the corners. So that's going to kind of compress Minnesota a little bit to where maybe there's a few more shots towards the rim. Wembenyama should have opportunities to, if nothing else, close out on Cat or maybe just you know use his length and try and be the any form at the only form of defense that the Spurs have. So I think it might be a bit of a motivational spot for him, and it's just a fun one. So I put a little bit, nothing serious, on over two and a half blocks at a decent plus number. Kobe White of the Bulls. You guys know I'm generally down on the Bulls. But since Zach Levine's been out, and it's only a two-game sample, but just his role has increased exponentially. He's gone from 64.4 touches before the last couple games without Levine to 90 and his time of possession from four seconds to 5.7 when he's on the court. So I'm going over his uh, 28.5 points rebounds assist number, and he's been hitting a bunch of threes, getting double-digit attempts up a ton lately. So I'm not playing his regular three-point line because I'm already on the points rebounds assist, but trying to hit some of those alt lines that, you know, just betting much less, you know, fractions of a unit on that. So I think he has a real opportunity to be able to, uh, to you know, really clear that number pretty easily in terms of points, rebounds, assists, and get a bunch of threes. One other note on that game: uh, in three games since Lamelo Ball went out of the lineup, the Hornets' pace is down to 29th. So I don't know that that necessarily has too much bearing tonight, but just something to keep an eye on when you're trying to think of what teams are moving forward. And the other bet that I have is Cam Johnson over two and a half threes. It's a plus number, and considering what the total is in that game against Atlanta, Atlanta allows a bunch of threes above the break. Cam Johnson should have every opportunity to go over that number and maybe even uh, hit an alt line or two. I, I, I love listening to Rick break down the NBA. That's a- absolutely awesome. Rick, like, hashtag in the weeds in the best possible way with the stuff breaking down the association. My friend, what's the, uh, before we let you go, uh, only like 10 seconds here, what's the best thing you've eaten recently? Uh, beef tenderloin at Thanksgiving was absolutely fantastic. So a great sear on that, and it was cooked to perfection. So having beef tenderloin along with all the fixings of a Thanksgiving dinner was uh, pretty great. Yeah, I mean, like beef tenderloin is a, a thousand times better than yeah. like turkey. You know, or Thanksgiving or whatever. I mean, listen, but also like so screw them. I'm sorry, right. sorry yeah. you didn't have beef tenderloin, <laughs> guys. It's not my problem. Right. Uh, yeah, listen, what's better, lobster or turkey? Uh, Rick's on Twitter at Rick Seacamp. His podcast is I'm Fat. Betsperts, four for four, one of our absolute favorite people. My friend, we appreciate it. Good luck with the bets tonight. Stay well. We look forward to doing this again real soon.
Love you guys. Talk to you soon. I'll tell you, the great picture of Rick, too. I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Like Ken wrote in the chat, like, it should just say sup underneath the picture of Rick yeah. that ran in the graphic. Uh, on the other side, we'll start giving you out our bets for tonight.